welcome to Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noel Wagner, and we have been out of the studio for a while um, over the summer. Uh, we like to take the summer off just because it gets a really busy and, and we're doing a lot of ministry things, missions things, doing stuff around the church. But we're back now. We're back in the studio. We got a uh, an awesome season coming up for you guys, but we're incredibly excited today, Pastor Shelley, because we're doing what we like to do. And that is inviting guests That's right. to come talk about specific topics and things that they are uh, dealing with and, and going through. So today is one of those days where we get an awesome special guest. That's right. We have Connor Busby. He's a college student, friend of mine, um, new Christian, fairly new Christian, <laughs> came to Christ. Um, we have been talking uh, about sexuality and young people. Yes. And I wanted to bring him in as a guinea pig to kind of uh, kind of pick his brain. And, of course, we're going to go to the Scripture mm-hmm. and lay out a few things about what a, how a Christian handles sexuality and temptation mm-hmm. um, when they're young or when they're old. Yes. And so that's that's the plan today. Connor, we're glad you're here. This is going to be a great time together. Yes, thank you, Pastor Shelley. Um, yes, hello, everybody. My name is Connor Busby. I am 18. I am a fresh college student. I'm in my third week of college as of now. Um, it's quite scary. Very scary, actually. I take that back. Um, but yes, Noah Wagner and Pastor Shelley have brought me here today. Um, thank the Lord um, to talk about this harsh topic. I, I guess I can say harsh. Yes, it is. And it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about, or yeah. it's kind of like, man, it's embarrassing, or this is this, just especially in the church, kind of mm-hmm. quiet around the church about sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we need to, we need to make sure that our young people know you're our youth minister. Yes. Understands what the Bible has to say. About sexuality. Yeah, there's a reason that Paul talks about it so often in the scriptures because it is something that so many people struggle with, mm-hmm. um, with with immorality and, and trying to stay pure. And that's the heart of Paul. That's the heart of Connor. Is that's the heart of us? Is we want we want to stay pure for the Lord, um, but it's not always the easiest thing. So we're going to give you guys some some things that we can do, some steps, some some battle strategies to go against the, that temptation. But before we do that, I want to give you guys some scripture um, from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. It says, So flee youthful passions or youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Mm. So right there, flee from those youthful lusts, those, those temptations, uh, run from them. Um, and, and God will bless the, the, that effort of running from them and, and pursuing that faith and righteousness. First um, John chapter two, verse 16 says, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father, but is from the world. And so again, right. these things that we all, a lot of people struggle with, they're not from the father. And so our heart and our desires pursue what the father, what God would have us to pursue. So today we're asking the question, how does a Christian win the battle over evil desires? And so we're talking about lust, we're talking about purity, we're talking about sexual immorality, 
Um, all of these things that that a lot of people struggle with and deal with, whether they're young, whether they're old. Um, of course, today we've got Connor, who who is a, a young guy. He's in college. Um, I'm still a young guy. Yep. Um, but I'm it's, the only old guy. It, here. Well, you're not. You're not an old guy. <laughs> old but guy. but it's something that that young and old people struggle with. That's why it's mentioned so often in Scripture. So that's the question that we're going to answer today. How does a Christian win the battle over evil desires? And um, but before we do that. Uh, Connor, why don't you share a little bit of your salvation story, um, just kind of briefly as we're we're getting into this. All right. Well, um, I grew up around church. Like my parents used to take me to church all the time. I would go when I was a kid, so I didn't really care. I just I, all the only thing I cared about was um, eating and <laughs> screwing around and doing whatnot. Um, um, but then you know I got through middle school, started going to high school. Um, I picked up the mouth of a sailor. Um, anybody that knew me then would, could vouch me for that. Um, but I still, I knew God was there. I always prayed to him, but I would always, you know, just, I kind of dwelled in sin, mm -hmm. um, until about a year ago when, um, something really affected me and it brought me down. But then, um, God spoke to me one day and I realized it was him trying to pull me into a better lifestyle. So I started following him. And we went to Fuge. It was in, um, where was it? Mobile, Mobile Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I believe I got saved there. Um, and, you know, since then I've been walking with God, trying to do my best. I, you know, I stumble like every Christian does. I'm still trying to make my way. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Man, praise God for salvation. That's right. And, and youth camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, youth camp. Yeah. A lot of people get saved at youth camp. That's right. We had a we had an incredible summer. The last couple of weeks have just been so many baptisms, and you guys are doing right. some awesome stuff here. But uh, let's let's dive straight into this. I've read some scriptures um, talking about fleeing from those passions, and that leads us right into point number one, Pastor Shelley. Yeah, we got four points here that we're going to deal with how to win the battle of sexuality, and the first one is the Bible. Um, the Bible. Um, Connor, when you were in school and as you dealt high school and all, how many voices, how many different places was telling you about sexuality? Oh my gosh. Um, a lot. You at school, um, you will meet a lot of different kinds of people with different views, opinions, um, perceptions, perceptions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not that you'll feel pressured by any of those people, but they'll, you know, it just depends on the kind of person they are, whether they strongly believe their views or whether they believe their views or they just keep it to themselves. Mm -hmm. But it really just depends on the person, I would say personally. And then you got the internet mm -hmm. and that's yeah. a major factor as far as influencing young people's lives. Mm -hmm. Social media. Yeah. Um, I've gone through social media throughout mainly my years of high school and, you know, I've gone through stuff like Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, and way, way more views and voices and opinions on there than at school. Mm -hmm. Um, even more kinds of people with even louder voices and even bigger opinions, um, and I feel like on social media, you'll, you feel more pressured and pushed down 
<clears throat> by the amount of, I guess, voices you'll hear on there. Yeah. That's right. Well, the Bible is the key to help us to stand against these things. Right. And, and the more we're in the Bible, the better we're able to stand. The Bible is very clear about sexuality. It, it is, uh, has a very um, clear black and white view of sexuality. First of all, sexuality is is tied to marriage. Yep. It, and marriage is tied to a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And 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 sexual relationship is in that box that God puts it in for a very distinct purpose. Yep. Now the world tells you all this stuff can, you know, be a part of sexuality, but the Bible is really clear. Uh, there's a few verses there to read. I yeah. think James and and Matthew says says a few things about that. Yeah, is uh, is James and Second Timothy. Yes, but, but James one twenty one says, therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Um, so right there, James is very clear. Like there are there are a lot of voices. There's a lot of bad that's out in the world. There's a lot of filthiness, but we're need, we need to put that stuff away and instead focus with humility, with meekness, the, the implanted word of God as it is able to save our souls. And Connor, you told me that right after you were saved, you were under conviction to pull away from social media and pull away from those influences that uh, mm-hmm. were holding you back from walking with Christ as you should. Yeah, um... After around that time is when I really started feeling um, God with me. Um, so I tried to stay, just not stay away, but push away most of the things that would be distracting me or um, pulling me away that really would push down on me, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you got another verse there. Yeah, right? it's uh, 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And that, that verse right there just points out the Word of God, uh, the Bible, is breathed out by God. That means that it's 100% true. And so you have all these voices telling you a bunch of different things and, and so many confusing thoughts that, that go against each other. And we're trying to decipher what is true, what is what is right, what should I follow? And the Word of God is breathed out by God. And yes. we can know for certain that it is true. So when we have all these voices coming at us, when we're leaning into the Bible, we know we have the truth. Yes. We know what it means um, and, and where where we stand in, in God's purposes and plans throughout life and in sexuality. Um, and in doing so, it says that it trains us in righteousness, that the man and woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so, you know, we were talking before that um, in student ministry in particular, we, like we've got, I've got teenagers, we've got young people that, that we're trying to teach, and they're getting voices, they're getting influenced um, and they're they're gonna continue to get those things, and they're gonna be loud, like Connor said. Um, some of them louder than others, but all of them are gonna be confusing. And so you have to start asking, okay, what what should I follow? What do I need to start, you know, getting into my life that that's gonna help me put point me in the right direction? The answer is the Bible, the Word of God. Yeah, and this podcast, the idea of this podcast started when 
when Connor called me and he said, Hey, you know, I'm walking with God. I'm seeking mm-hmm. the Lord. He said, Hey, can you give me a whole scripture? Remember you asked for a scripture list yeah. about sexuality and, yeah. and, uh, and I gave him that list for him to study. I mean, he, he's, he was heading to the right place. You knew where to go for your answers. Yes. Number two, here's the second one. Um, if we're going to win the battle over sexuality in our society today, prayer has to play a role. We need to ask God to keep us pure. Mm-hmm. You already said you've prayed about it, that, that you pray about it. And you talk to God and say, God, keep me pure. And uh, we cannot underestimate the power of prayer. That's right. Uh, when we pray, um, it lines us up with the will of God. So, Connor, um, as we talk about prayer, how has prayer impacted your life as you deal with temptation? Well, um, I try to pray as much as I can, usually like in the morning or at night, or maybe if I'm driving. Um, but I was, prayer has definitely impacted my life a lot because I know that through prayer, I can talk to God about whatever I'm mm-hmm. dealing with. And yes, whether that be temptation or anything else, I just talk to God about it. My tell him my problem. I ask him to make me stronger and through it and to help me to push past it. Um, temptation, uh, you know, whatever you're being tempted about, whether it be lust or just a personal desire or anything. Yeah. So I've got a verse here. It's James one, five, uh, it says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. And that's exactly what you were saying, Connor is, is when you're struggling with something, whether it's temptation or, or whatever, you can go to God and uh, you can ask God to help you stand firm. You can ask God for wisdom to help you get through those things. And God is gracious to supply that wisdom when, when we pray for it and ask for it in faith, as it says later in the book of James. But God is gracious to give us that wisdom to help us stand strong. Um, God is not a God that's that just is up in the sky and, and not paying attention to us. We've got a personal relationship with him. That means he's speaking to us through his word but we also can respond back to him and he works through the prayers of his people to bring about his purpose. And a lo- and there's a temptation mm-hmm. that when uh, we feel like we're not pleasing God to shy away from God. Right. And the very, the very fact is when we are displeasing God, that's when we need to run to him mm-hmm. and he receives us Connor and he's ready to hear our prayers right. and hear our cries. That he he is a loving, merciful God that wants us to come to him. Yeah, there's a there's a scripture that that says is it's also in James James four. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Right, and that yes, verse yeah. that verse reigns so loud. And when we're talking about temptation, we're talking about uh, you know impurity and and lust. Well, just like Shelley, Pastor Shelley said. That when we try to, we try to just defeat it on our, on our own, or, or we're we're struggling with some of those things, and we try to shy away. That's the exact opposite of what we need to do, right? Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. He will supply us with that wisdom, that that power, the the Holy Spirit to stand against those things, and that's what prayer does in the life of the the believer. I think it's interesting that, um, you know, Jesus was tempted when right. He was here. Um, never, never sinned in that temptation, as it says in, in Hebrews. 
Um, you know, he was completely perfect, but he did face those temptations. And yet Jesus's prayer life was so significant and so important. Um, so much so that, that just by modeling prayer, his disciples eventually one day just came up to him and said, master, teach us how to do this because you do it all the time and, and you're not falling to these temptations. Of course he's God, but he's demonstrating as an example to us, the necessity of prayer um, in our lives. Amen. Amen. Well, the third way that we uh, conquer the uh, sexuality is through accountability. In mm-hmm. just a moment, Connor, we're going to ask you about your accountability and who you're accountable to. But, but uh, Noah, you and I, first of all, we're, we have wives. Yes. Connor doesn't have one yet. <laughs> one, yet. One's coming. One's coming. <laughs> I don't know when. But we have wives, and mm-hmm. number one, we're accountable to them. Yes. My, my wife has access to my phone, yep. access to my computer. Uh, there's nothing hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got the uh, what is it called, three sixty or whatever. Yeah, 360, yeah. yeah. Where, where you're she's got. She at. knows how fast I'm driving on the internet, and <laughs> yeah. sometimes she calls me and says, "You need to slow down." I mean, she is. I'm fully accountable to my wife. Mm-hmm. She knows where I'm at. And um, that's what it should be. Yes. And we also should be accountable to other people. And the people that do not have accountability in their life, Christians, mm-hmm. are opening the door to struggle with sexuality and immorality. That's exactly right. We see that often in you know mainstream Christianity, where you have you have a leader that's not being accountable to anybody, and they'll fu- they'll stumble and fall. Um, but scripture says again in James, we're, we're in James a lot today, but James chapter five, verse 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great working as it is, has great power as it is working. And that verse right there just points to the, to the issue of accountability, you know, confessing your, your, your sins, your temptations, the things you're struggling with to other followers of Jesus and not just confessing them, but giving them, like like you said, Pastor Joey, with, with your wife, giving them access to your life to be able to ask difficult questions and say, what are, what have you been looking on uh, on the internet? Right. What, what have you been thinking in life? And and being able to ask those questions. And, and just like you were saying, my wife's the same way. She's got she's got access to my phone. She's got passwords. She's got everything of mine. So. You know, and it's it's not an issue for me either that right. if we're sitting on the couch and she grabs my phone to look at something, so I don't right. have anything to hide. Right. You know, and, and so that's part of being accountable. Yes. But I'm also accountable to to some men. We're accountable as, as a staff to each other. We were talking yeah. this week about um, things going on in the world and, and um, stuff like that. So just making sure that that when you're thinking about, um, you know, purity, when you're thinking about following Jesus, that you have people particularly um, this is not just talking about random people. This is talking about people in the church that hold your same values, um, that hold the values of God that are going to hold you to the standard that God has for us. Yes. Right? Not, not, you know, it would be, it would, it would, it doesn't do any good if we're keeping ourselves accountable to the people that are continuing to struggle with the same sins. Yes. Right. And so, yeah. so we want to make sure that, that they're people who are being strengthened by uh, the church and by the Lord. Yeah, and Connor, keep thinking. I'm, I'm going to get to you in just a second. Right. The other thing about accountability, there's some sins that happen quickly, mm-hmm. like a bad thought, uh, an action, an right. outburst of anger. But sexual sin is a process. Mm-hmm. You, you think it, you 
compromise you you know right. it, it's usually a process that takes time if you have accountability if you have people in the, your life they will they will get to you mm-hmm. before you stumble and fall and give in to the sin of That's sexual right. immorality so in saying that connor when you're let's just say you're just struggling in any area of christianity not just sexuality who do you have in your life that will know about it? Who, first of all, your parents maybe, but who do you have friends that you can call on the phone and say, man, I'm struggling and I need you to pray with me or pray for me. Do you have those names? I do. Um, how many, you don't have to name them, but how many, how many people do you have that you, you're accountable to? Well, honestly, I, I don't talk to too many people about my problems. I just mainly go just go to God but um, I'm a, mainly I'm accountable with, yeah, accountable with um, Noah Wagner right here and another Noah, Noah Brandon. Um, I, but Noah Brandon is usually the guy I'll go to first. Um, he's a close friend of mine. Um, but even though he literally would not touch his phone if he was being <laughs> shot at, right. if he had a gun to his head, um, <laughs> But when he does pick up his phone, usually, he, you know, the both of you have been walking with God longer than I have. And you both, you, you, you both almost always um, provide me with good um, personal experience with problems and, you know, ways to better the, those problems. All right. Number four, Noah. Here's the fourth, uh, here's the fourth way to, uh, to win the battle over sexuality is reduce exposure mm-hmm. uh the internet your phone friends entertainment industry hollywood is yes. pushing it um oh my gosh uh, it just, marvel right now yeah y'all, terrible, seen, it? y'all, y'all seen she hulk yet no there's a certain post-credit it. scene um <laughs> i'll let the viewers figure that out yeah yeah, it's everywhere. Disney yeah. World, they mm-hmm. they have their own view of sexuality and they're pushing it on our children. Yep. You know, another thing Noah I'd say is, um, you know, they say, well, well, how young should we start talking to our children about sexuality as, a, as believers? As early as possible, because yep. the minute they watch their first Disney movie, yep. they are being indoctrinated in the worldly view of sexuality. That's right. And so we need to reduce, first of all, as parents, we need to reduce the exposure of our kids. And then as teenagers and as college students, we need to reduce our exposure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Connor, um, why don't you comment about, and I know you've pulled away from some stuff, you know, on, you know, internet stuff. Why don't you... Uh, speak of reducing exposure mm-hmm. well yeah um i think my only personal experience was with that um that pastor Shelley was implying to was um back in may i wanted to take a break from tiktok because it was very it was a distracting factor in my life like oh like oh my gosh i was wasting like f- at least five to six hours of my day every day just scrolling through tiktok either mm-hmm. in bed or just anywhere else um, and I realized it was very distracting. So, um, Pastor Shelley delivered a very powerful sermon that morning. And the second he was like, the second he said, y'all are dismissed, 
I whipped my phone out and I deleted TikTok. I took a three month break. I just recently redownloaded it. Um, and I, with, because of three, the three month break, I was able to not be on it as much because, you know, I've started doing mm -hmm. other things. Um, but just recently this past week, it got really distracting again. So I just deleted it again yesterday There you go. and yeah. I intend for it to be like that for a while. Yep. Um, but yes, on the internet, you will find lots of exposure to certain things, whether that be, um, mainly sexuality, but just yeah. other bad factors, um, that can impact you or put pressure on you. Um, so my only say with that is just to whatever that social media is, whatever that thing is, delete it, take yeah. a break from yeah. it. Noah, um, what we are hearing here is, is, is a beautiful picture of a young Christian that is walking the walk and, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and stumbling and, and taking TikTok off and putting it back on and taking it off right. again. And, and man, that's the Christian walk, right? It is. Yeah. And that's why, you know, uh, the writer of Hebrews talks about it's a race of endurance, right? You know, like you're going to fall, you're going to, you're going to go back to some of those things. Um, even Paul in, in the book of Romans was like, I continue to do the things that I hate, right? Um, because there's still sin that dwells in us. And, and that's the whole Christian walk. But this idea of reducing exposure is, is very important in the life of a believer. Um, and really it, it gives that sense of, of holiness. That's right. You know, the, the word holiness, meaning to be set apart from the world. Um, Romans chapter 12, one and two says, do not be conformed to this world or yeah, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what the perfect will of God is good and acceptable and perfect. And then in Matthew chapter five, verse 30, Jesus said, and if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away for it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body going to hell. That's right. And and that scripture right there is is a hyperbole. Jesus liked to do that a lot, but it's also this idea of, hey, if there's something that's causing you to sin, something that's causing you temptation, something that's causing you to lust, it's much better to get rid of that thing than for it to continue to to infiltrate your life. So if that thing is social media, if that thing is internet, if that thing is uh, certain people that you're with. Um, you're reducing time on the, on those things, um, is, is going to be of greater benefit. And it sounds really radical, Yes, but that's the whole Christian life is it being is. set apart, being holy, um, following Jesus. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's that extreme example of if every time you get on your computer, you, you pull up you know, an inappropriate website, then destroy your computer. You're like, right. get rid of those things. Right. And, and just because it sounds radical, um, it is radical, but God has called us to be mm -hmm. set apart from the world. Absolutely. Noah, these uh, four things, if, you know, for parents to put them in the practice as a mm -hmm. parent in, in parenting practice uh, with their kids for young teenagers and young people to take these four things, the Bible, prayer, accountability, and reducing exposure. All of those things will help us flee the temptation of sexuality. That's right. Um, that the world is throwing at everyone. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, today, I just uh, appreciate Connor, his openness. And Connor, we'll, we're going to just pray for you. And, and all of you are just a reminder. It's not you. I mean, you represent a whole group yes. of uh, young people that are dealing with this and trying to do the right thing. And I just commend you for uh, coming in here and, let, and, and sharing with us about 
um, about uh, your testimony and how God is working in your life. Number one, you were completely honest, man. Yes. You were just clear and honest with us, and we we thank you for that. Um, Noah? Yeah, I, I just want to say one more thing really quick um, to parents in particular, of teenagers, of, of you know, middle schoolers and younger. Um, first of all, it's it's incredibly heartbreaking to see that the the average age of exposure to sexual things and pornography you you already mentioned um you know disney movies and stuff trying to push that agenda but even like pornography and explicit things like that is in, is getting younger mm-hmm. and um because access is getting more available so i just want to encourage parents as i'm not a parent yet um but uh working with teenagers and and, and uh you know working with parents i just want to say you, you are not powerless in helping your kid in these things. And so you can help with, with your kids as they're growing up and and they're thinking about these things, encourage them to be in the word, pray with them, be that accountability for them. If, if they, um, you know, if, if you can, and then you can help in their reducing exposure, like you bought the phone, you can take the phone. You know, if that's becoming an issue in their life, Mm -hmm. don't think that you're powerless to say, no, I, I own the phone, you know, like I can take that. And so I just want to encourage parents to, to know you, you have the power to say, Hey, we're going to put this down and lean into God. You know, Connor, one more question for you, buddy. All right. It's a hard question. Here it is. So looking back at your teenage years and you just, if you're really honest and you think about your parents and their uh, limiting access or letting you have freedom. Did you have too much freedom or did you have uh, too less freedom in your looking back at it now? I I'm going to say that I safely had just the right amount. All right. Just, Good. Just That's awesome. Between. Yeah. Well, I've talked to my, my own mother about this. Like I said, we've got a very open relationship. Uh, I had too much freedom. Yeah. And looking back, I can, I can, very explicitly say, Hey, I, I was able to do these things because these things weren't put in place. I had too much freedom. And so to, to, there, there are very few, you know, adults looking back that would say, Hey mom, I wish you were less strict on me. You know, like, like parents, you're able to say, Hey, let's let's be careful. Let's be smart about the things yeah, we do. And my some of my parents, they knew they knew when I wanted my freedom, and they knew when to take it away. Yeah, like good. I'll well, just, good. you know, um, there was a day at school um, when I was at school. Um, my mom went through my phone the night before, and she found that I had used a bunch of cuss words on my phone. This was back in middle school, mm-hmm. and she confronted me about it when I got home from school. <laughs> And yeah. I got grounded, and I was very angry. Um, Praise God for parents. That's that right. Are, yeah, that are holding you. And, and you—that's that's another testimony. Is you were angry yeah. that they took your phone away. Are you still angry? No. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. You sh- you, you see the <laughs> you, now you see that she was doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That all those teenagers out there need to hear that. Yes. And by the way, I guess I'm going to declare the Busby's the uh, parents of the year. Okay? <laughs> <There you> uh, <laughs> they get a good report like that. I like they, it. They're doing like a it. pretty good job. Yeah. Well, let me close with a, with a couple more verses here. Just, just as we conclude um, Galatians chapter five, 19 through 23 says, now the works of the flesh are evident. 
sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, things of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Paul says, Paul says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. Then verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And so that just gives us a clear picture of what the world pursues and as followers of Jesus, what we need to pursue. And that is pursuing the fruits of the spirit, pursuing God. How do we do that? How do we, how do we defeat those evil desires? That's right. Be in the word, pray, be accountable and reduce exposure, pursue holiness, uh, be set apart from the world. And God will... Not that he will remove those temptations because we're always going to face those those trials, those difficulties, but God will empower us to stand firm through Absolutely. those temptations. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Noah, let's pray together and we'll be we'll be finished. Connor, again, thank you for your time today. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah let's pray. Father, I just come before you. I thank you for Connor. I thank you for his walk with you. I ask you to continue to bless him and grow him. And Lord, you have a calling on his life and God, we look forward to seeing what that calling is and how that is fleshed out uh, in the in the days to come. I thank you for Noah and his work with our young people and our parents. Lord, we pray for all the young people that are struggling with sexuality. Lord, I pray for the parents that it that uh, I pray they'll be like the Busbys that they'll find that uh, fine line between freedom and accountability. Uh, in the life of their children, that they will check on them, that they will uh, hold them accountable. Lord, I I just pray uh, that uh, you will use our church to be an encouragement for people who stand up and be accountable to one another on this topic of sexuality. Lord, we know our world is uh, turning into a wicked, wicked place. And that there's all kind of messages out there about sexuality. Lord, help us to preach one message, and it's your message, to a lost and dying world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Shelley. Thank you, Connor, for for coming again. I just want to remind you listeners to, if you haven't yet, subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast site you're using to listen. Uh, Leave a review. Share it with people. Um, Helps get the word out for us. And always remember... Jesus is the answer.